You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hey, and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip from tripadvice.com, and a big welcome to you. This episode is sponsored by FlexBelt, and FlexBelt is a medical-grade electronic muscle stimulation device, aka an EMS device. And what it is, it's designed for toning and firming and tightening your abs and oblique muscles so you can get a six-pack. And the cool thing about the Flex Belt is that it actually helps contract all your muscles, your ab muscles, at the same time, upper, lower, and obliques. And the best part about it and why I like it the most is that it's actually cleared by the FDA, so it is safe to use. And what's awesome about the Flex Belt as well is it's not something that you have to do at the gym. You could actually use it While you're listening to this podcast, all you need is like a 20 to 30 minute session on it, the actual length of this podcast, and you can start getting six pack abs while you're learning how to meet girls. And of course, abs are going to help give you confidence. It's going to tighten your body and make you feel good. So go ahead and get that. And you can get a 25% discount on a flex belt. All you got to do is go to flexbelt.com slash trip and that's trip at two p's and you're gonna get 25 percent just for you my special listener so check that out flexbelt.com slash trip some other announcements to mention that if you have not gotten your free gift a video of one of my students turned coach doing an approach with two hot females and it's a video of him doing it and me breaking it down if you haven't gotten that yet well, I don't know what you're waiting for. Go get it. It's free. TripAdvice.com slash podcast dash gift. And you're going to learn exactly what to do when you see two beautiful women and you want to talk to them, approach them, attract them and get their number. And you're going to see the entire interaction from start to finish. So go ahead get your free gift. TripAdvice.com slash podcast dash gift. And as always, subscribe so you can get all the updates on all the great podcast episodes that I'm putting out almost twice a week, definitely every single week. But now we've just, we're doing more because now I'm doing all these cool interviews, one that we actually have today. We have a great guest and her name is Marnie, the wing girl. You may have heard her from winggirlmethod.com. And she is, I think she's like only one of a few who is a female dating coach for men. So she specifically works with men. I I think she's actually going to be branching out to women too. So she's helping women. But she started like 10, 15 years ago working with men and helping them become more confident and help them talk to girls and get girls just like I do. Okay, but the cool thing about it is when... You talk to her, you're getting the female opinion, okay? The female viewpoint of what it really means to get a woman, right? Because she is a woman, so she gets it. 
And she is a smart, smart lady. I know there's a lot of guys out there who are like, I don't want to listen to women. They don't have the right advice, blah, blah, blah. Trust me, she's different. She knows what she's talking about. And we get into some really cool stuff today. Well, I remember we were talking before the interview and I said, okay, what do you want to talk about? And she goes, well, what's the podcast called? I said, it's called How to Talk to Girls. She goes, boom, that's what we're going to talk about, How to Talk to Girls. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So she's got some really cool tips and uh, this really fun formula for you to use so you'll get better at being able to hold conversation and talk to girls. So if you want to check her stuff out, again, go to winggirlmethod.com to learn all about what she teaches and get some more information. She gives away some really cool stuff too, which I'll mention toward the end of the podcast episode. So without further ado, here's my interview with Marnie the Wing Girl. Hey, Marnie. Awesome to have you here today. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you very much. Yes. I'm just so excited because you're my first female guest expert on the show. And, nice. And I've had a lot Taking of Taking your virginity. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. A lot of guys lately have been telling me, because um, I, I have a YouTube channel, as you know, and I've been doing some uh, more collaborations with women. And in the comments, they're like, we want more. Like, I want to hear more on the woman's side. And it's funny because I used to get backlash on that. I used to get this backlash like, oh, women don't know what they're talking about. Like, nah, they don't know. And and I feel like guys are way more open these days to really hearing it from the woman, hearing it how it is and what it's going to take to attract a girl and talk to a girl. So that's why I'm having you on today. I want to hear oh. your thoughts and your expert opinions, because you work with guys as well, on how a guy can get better at talking to girls. Like, just throw out some tips for us, whatever you think is best. You know, and this can mean anything. I mean, this is like a guy. Yeah, for sure. Meeting a girl at a bar, meeting her at a party, whatever it is. What do you got for us? Well, first, I want to speak to what you said before about how it's interesting how in the past, guys were like, don't, like, we don't care what women think or what they want. And now they're suddenly wanting more information. Um, I will say that I experienced that too. I've been doing this for over a decade now, advising men on how to attract women. Um, And in the beginning, a lot of men, not that they weren't so open to it, but they were a little bit more skeptical. Um, And I, I would say for good reason, because a lot of women um, don't know how to explain and express what they really want or what works for them. They typically give advice and information based on what they think they want uh, and what could potentially be something great for them, but it's not really what they respond to. So I'll, I'll just give you an example. So, um, one of my girlfriends was over recently and she was talking to me about dating and guys. And I threw something out there to her saying like, would you ever respond to a guy who said X, Y, and Z? And she's like, Nope, absolutely not. No matter who he was, I gave a, a few different scenarios and she's like, Nope, wouldn't happen. Not into it. Don't like it. And I was like, okay, well, let's just see if that's really true. So a few nights later, we happened to be out with one another at a bar and we were hanging out and she's a single girl. So she's open to being approached. And this one guy um, was talking to her and flirting with her and she was having a good time. And so he broke away to go to the bathroom and I went up to him and I said, go, go, go say this to her. 
and I want to see what happens. And he's like, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. Do you remember what it was? I'm so No, curious. I don't. That's the thing. I forget what it was, but it honestly was the stupidest thing in the entire world. But based on this like perceived expectation and idealistic view of the man that this my friend is going to be with, um, she had, I totally forget what it was, but she had said, I would never be with a guy who would do X, Y, and Z. I totally wish I remember what it was and I should ask her because I tell this story often. Um, and so he went back and whatever it was, he slipped it into the conversation. And by the end of the night, she was making out with him. So I, so a lot of women do not actually know what turns them on, what they're into. And they, they just, they think of, of, of things in a more isolated way. When you ask them and you're sitting on the couch talking about something, they look to themselves thinking, okay, in my vision and my ideal vision of myself, would I respond to this or would I be turned on by this? No. But in reality, um, with certain circumstance, there's numerous things that can and will affect a woman's decision. So to speak to the point that you talked about earlier, why men were and have been so skeptical about what women think and what women want straight from their mouths. Um, that's the reason for that. And there are a lot more amazing women now who are really digging a little bit deeper and shoving their ego aside and, and, and really trying to give actionable information for men. And I, I think that's why you're seeing that shift for men. But now going on to how to talk to women, which is one of my favorite topics to discuss because the guys that I work, that's work with, that's, that's one of the most pressing issues, concerns, questions, frustrations for them. So I developed a method that's called OSA, which is O-S-A, observation, share, and ask. So how it works this is, is okay. guys start off by making an observation about the world around them, about the woman in front of them, about the day, whatever it is, they make an observation. Okay. And by starting with an observation, it cuts out that first 30 seconds of boring, redundant formalities. Like, hi, my name is Trip, and I saw you from across the room. And I wanted to like that annoying introduction that so many guys do that makes me want to throw up. So observation has a guy jumping into conversation with a woman in a way that's not asking for permission to talk to her and not attempting to try and bombard her with questions so that he can find a specific topic that she wants to open up about. What it does is it, it allows him to lead by example where he can open up with a topic that he finds interesting and saying to her in a subconscious way, do you want to jump onto my world? Okay. So an observation is made. So for example, I'm having, you know, this is, this is a fun conversation. That's an observation. I'm having a good time talking to you right? That's my observation of a situation right now. The next part of the, after the observation is to expand and share. And that's the S in OSA is sharing, which a lot of men tend to forget because a lot of men speak in statements to each other, right? Like I like basketball or that was a good shot or something else that has 
no emotional mm-hmm. base to it. Some Nothing that somebody can actually feel or relate to. And when talking to women, they need that information to get more information about you and become engaged in the conversation. So sharing expands and tells a woman why you've made that observation and also paints a larger picture of who you are. So sharing would be, oh, I'm having a good time on this call. Sharing is I've done about you know, eight interviews this week. And a lot of the people that I happened to be talking to were duds. And I didn't enjoy the back and forth that I'm enjoying with you. I like the flow of our conversation. That's sharing and expanding what you've said so that somebody can actually feel you because you've given them a reason why you've made the statement. And the next part of OSA is asking. So once you've observed, you've shared, then you ask an open-ended question and hopefully the woman will give some sort of response that you can then work with to build the conversation and move it to the next stage. And that's OSA. And that's a really easy way to break into conversation. And I actually have, you know, the second half to... um, to OSA, which is called LCA, but that's a lot more detail than you probably want for right now. Cause I think OSA, uh, is a lot to swallow and a lot to take in and a great tool for having conversation with women. I love it. This is great. Let's, let's dive into OSA even more. Yeah. Let's talk about more examples. Cause I know the guy who's listening right now, he wants to hear some of those examples. Like, okay, like what else, you know, what could I say? Like what kind of observations are out there? So do you have any examples or any, like well, me just make up a situation where yeah. well, so I, a guy actually, can I, understand. I'm going to give an exercise to the guys that are listening. Cause I really, for, for, for my coaching and the way that the wing girl method works, um, I don't believe that you can make any change by reading and listening. You have to actually put things into practice in order to see results. So here's an exercise on how to actually use OSA and get used to, um, adding it into your conversation because this will actually help your conversation with everybody, not just women, but with everybody. And it, it, it puts across the message that you're not as needy. You're kind of just talking to talk. And if this woman that you've opened up your conversation to happens to be interesting, you'll invest further. It puts you at a higher position of value when you talk to people this way. So the exercise is, um, for learning how to use OSAP is for the next week, any guy who's listening to this phone call, I want you to, whenever you're walking, to take notice of all the things around you all the time, which means that you're also practicing being open, lifting your head up, making eye contact, and looking at the world around you because then you can see the things that are in front of you, which most often people do the exact opposite and they miss opportunities on a daily basis. So, When you are walking down the street, you're walking to work, you're walking in your office, wherever you are at the grocery store, you're constantly making observations. So for example, if you're walking down the street and you see a light post, okay, you look to your left, you see a light post. You cannot move past that light post until you make some sort of association that results in a share, right? So light post, what does that mean to you? Um, I like light posts can be a some sort of an observation that you make. And then you say the word because, and whatever comes out after the because is where sharing can come from. 
right? Because is like a, a, like a magical little word that actually helps you go to an internal place so you can actually share something about yourself because it makes you think, wait, why am I making this statement? Because I like light posts or whatever, you know, whatever it is, it'll get you into the habit of practicing, um, making an observation and expanding and sharing. And you just continue doing that 10 times every single day, no matter where you go. And that'll help you in your mind, uh, get more used to observing, sharing and asking an open-ended question. But to bring you back to an example that you can use in your everyday life, it could be something that you do every single day. Like for me, I go to a coffee shop every single morning, right? Sometimes there's people there. Sometimes there aren't people there. But I went in this morning and I said, oh my God, it smells absolutely amaz- amazing in here. It actually reminds me of this coffee shop from back in Toronto that I used to go to every single morning when I was in college. And I would literally walk in and I would start salivating because that smell was just so intoxicating. That's what this space looks like. What are you cooking? So that it's just a simple way to open the floor for conversation and for somebody to latch on to what you're saying rather than approaching them with, hi, my name is George. Um, You're very cute. And I just want to come up and say that to you. Or, um, you know, I, I want to ask your opinion on whether or not you liked these oranges or these red peppers, or (laughs) let me ask you 10 questions in a row and not give you any response as to why I'm asking these questions so that hopefully I'll find one question that you're interested in. All three of those tactics become extremely draining on women and they're very frustrating. Um, When you approach a woman as if you already know her and you're asking nothing of her, but you're showing to her that you can talk to the world and you're putting a net out there to see who might be cool and who might not be cool, it puts you at a higher position of value and it it makes you a better option for conversation, which can then lead to attraction. All OSA is doing is it's opening the door to the possibilities of attraction. It's not what creates attraction, but it's what provides the potential and the opportunity for it. I love what you said there too. You said something very powerful. I don't know if whoever's listening, I don't know if they caught this or not, but I caught it and I know that it's one of the most important things that you can Ooh, do. Oh, tell me. I want to know what I said. This is what you said here. You said that you got to talk to the girl as if you already know her. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you what that sub communicates to a woman. And you tell me if I'm right here because you're the woman, right? Yeah. It's like you're talking to someone and you're 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 saying things in a way where it's like you already know them that means that your body language and the way you're talking to them is going to transmit this idea that you're super comfortable around yeah. that person and women want to know and i guess let's just say let's take it further they will be attracted to a man who is comfortable around them because yeah. they don't want a guy who's not sure of himself, is not confident, and all those things, right? Which I've, I've always been saying in all my podcasts and YouTube videos. Well, if you want to break through that barrier, that's the way to do it. Right there, what Marnie said: act as if you already know her, like you've like you've known her for years. That way that you treat someone, you treat her because she's gonna she's gonna dive in real quick to that conversation because she's not gonna feel awkward like oh this guy's like just talking to me about nothing and he's just like asking me tons of questions and 
What the hell yeah, is what going is he on getting here? at? Why is he asking all these questions? Why does he care what oranges I want to take home? Like, exactly. So I completely agree with you. It's funny because on our podcast, I have a podcast called the Ask Women Podcast. And um, we had this guest on the other day who he was, you know, kind of chunky, not really that cute, but funny and awesome and totally attractive. So two very different things, like not good looking, but very attractive. Like I was into him by the end of the one hour of doing our podcast. But he said that his tactic has always been to be like the flirty big brother. He said, not in a gross way where I'm like picking up on my sister, but he said, I've always like treated girls as if I'm a big brother you know, who's only two years older than them. Who's like, I, I, you're like, I got this. I'm taking care of you, but I can like tease you and poke you a little bit and challenge you and make fun of you. But like, I'm protecting you at the same time. And I, I loved how he said that. I thought that that was a really good visual for a lot of guys. And again, I'm not trying to say anything sick about like wanting to sleep with your sister. Like that's not what this is about. I'm talking about like in, in your mind, that mental image of, this guy who's a couple of years older, who is protective and makes a woman feel safe and is comfortable around a woman, but can also like, you know, tease her a little bit, challenge her a little bit, isn't, is comfortable stating his opinion, but can also, you know, lead her because he knows that that's his responsibility. That's, that's, that's what women are completely attracted to, no matter what age you are at when you're in your teens, in your early 20s, in your 30s. I don't know 40s yet, but I'm assuming it would work at that age too. That character is always going to be attractive because somebody like that makes you feel fun and flirty and challenged and feminine. And there's nothing sexier or more attractive than feeling that way. Absolutely. And I was thinking too, just kind of, you know, as I'm listening, I'm just kind of going back into my past and thinking about you know, what I've done and what I've, you know, taught some of my students and things like that in terms of attraction. And something I'm realizing that I believe I used actually all of my life, um, but then I tweaked a little bit was this idea of the flirty best friend. Okay. So let me talk about this for a second. When I was growing up, I was really put in the friend zone quite a bit. You know, I mean, I'd have a girl here and there, but most of the time I'd be put in the friend zone. I was like this what I thought was the flirty best friend because I sort of flirted with these girls, but it wasn't to the point where they saw me as anything but a best friend. So I was always put in the friend zone. But then I realized as I learned more about attraction and how to get better with women, how to talk to girls, all that stuff, is I learned that I still kind of use the same concept as the flirty best friend. And that works really well too. That's like a, it's, uh, it's similar to the uh, flirty older brother. But the difference is with this, it's like, I guess pretty much the same thing with a flirty best friend is I learned how to flirt even better. Like I flirt even more and highly sexual than I used to, but I still did, you know, was able to do this thing where I became their best friend, but that ended up turning into them being attracted to me more than a friend. So again, um, just kind of like you were saying with your disclaimer of like, it's not a weird brother thing. I'm saying it's not a friend zone thing, but what you're doing is you're acting as this flirty best friend. So they love being around you because they enjoy just talking to you and and spending time with you. But at the same time, because you're it's like a little bit flirty, right? And you're yeah. doing it on this flirtatious level, then they also see you as a sexual partner. And if you can do a really good mix of that, I mean, that's 
pretty much the fastest way to like getting a girlfriend or getting into a relationship with someone that you really want to is being that flirty best friend because they love to hang out with you and they love being uh, flirting with you and being sexual with you. So that that just kind of what sparked in my head after you said that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Probably the best friend is probably a better image for guys than big brother. <laughs> because... but, but, no, but I like the big brother thing because that adds in something yeah. that I didn't say. The big brother thing adds in this alpha male quality of being yeah. protective and being mm-hmm. very dominant. Secure, safe. Secure, yeah. safe, which all women want to feel, right? So yeah. so that's just, you know, if you take just the best from both of those, you, you get a good vibe there. But I love the the flirty, uh, or the, what was it? Flirty older brother? Yeah, the 30 yeah. older brother who's exactly. two years, only two years older, not, that's what he said. It's like, <laughs> he's like I said, it doesn't work if you go for three, but two years older totally works. Yeah, three, um, three one, one, yeah, one other thing I wanted to talk about is actually, it's called conversation threading. And this is where a lot of guys that I notice have difficulty. So, you know, once you break into a conversation using OSA, they're like, ah, what do I talk about now? So I, I always say, if you can get a woman to open her mouth and maybe not even say one word, but if she gives you at least one word, you can build off of that. You can you can thread a conversation based on the things that she said. And it all has to do with associations and your ability to share. Um, so I have another exercise for guys, and this actually can help with OSA as well um, because it has to do with observing and sharing. So I, I tell guys to get like, um, you know how kids have these flashcards for when they're learning their words in the very beginning. They're like simple things that are on the flashcards. You can buy them a stack of 100 off of Amazon for like four bucks. And they have pictures of a fork on them or a baby or like a farmer, whatever it is. You don't have to get these, but I think it kind of makes it more fun to get them. But take an afternoon for yourself where you go through these flashcards and you go through them one by one and you hold a picture of a spoon up and you think of three stories, three opinions, three things that you think feel uh, about a spoon or about a farmer or a fire truck or whatever, whatever those flashcards show you, because that's, that's what I'm going to want you to do when you're in conversation with a woman. If she gives you three words, if you say something to her about traveling and blah, blah, and she says to you, oh yeah, last year I went um, to Paris and that's all that she says to you, right? Um, you're not stuck for conversation then because you, in your mind, have about 10 different associations and, and things that you can share about your thoughts, feelings, or opinions on Paris. Oh my God, great, Paris. I freaking love Paris. And then you tell a story about why you like Paris. Or you say, you know what? I've never been to Paris, but that's somewhere that's definitely on my list. What was it that you liked so much about Paris? What was your favorite place that you went to there? there, there the, the thing is, is that you can create conversation out of nowhere, but you have to have the confidence in yourself that you can do that. And conversation is only made interesting once you're actually interested in it. Because I know for a lot of guys, the confusion for them is that women want to talk about things that are like really interesting and you have to be doing the most amazing, unique things in the world that are different than any other man on the, the planet in order for them to find you engaging and interesting. But that's actually not true. And what they're actually interested in when it comes to conversation is the fact that you are interested in the conversation and that you're interested in 
hearing their opinion on it, listening to what they have to say. But if you want to have interesting conversation, start off um, by being interested in what you have to say and what the other person has to say. So again, if she throws out one word like, oh, you know, my favorite doll was Raggedy Ann when I was younger. Oh, freaking Raggedy Ann. I used to love Raggedy Ann when I was younger. I used to watch that show, whatever. You, you can build a conversation with her only giving you limited information. And when you're able to expand and share that way, especially if you do it in a positive, fun way where, where you give more examples of who you are as a person, what it does is it makes her feel more comfortable with you. It gets her to see uh, more angles of you. Um, and it allows her to become attracted to you and see you in a better light than it, if you were to approach and, and talk in a different way. This is a, just a more freeing space. And, and learning OSA and learning how to really expand and thread a conversation um, are, are must-have skills uh, when it comes to attracting women. I mean, these, this is, guys, listen to this. This is like the best, seriously, the best advice. Like Marnie knows her stuff. This is amazing, actionable stuff that you could do to get better at conversation. And Marnie, I agree with every single thing you said. In fact, it's kind of scary. As we do more interviews and work together and things like that, I just learned that you and I have very, very scarily similar um, yeah. oh, coaching sure. exercises and things like that. Like there's something that I tell my guys that's called conversation cards, okay? And it's oh. so similar to that, but it's just like, it's a little bit lighter of the idea. I actually think I like yours better than mine because it's it's a little bit more thorough. But my thing was you get a, a bunch of note cards and you actually create on your own just a bunch of um, nouns or um, it could be even uh, verbs, nouns, verbs, whatever it is, like just, you know, like Paris or running or pizza, uh, you know, apartment buildings, whatever it is, you know, just do a 20 note card, write it on your own. And then the idea is you take the note cards, you go through them, and then you come up with one statement in one question, right? And so what that does, kind of like what you're saying is it starts to train your mind and your brain to be able to come up with things on the spot, right? right? So you can literally talk about to anyone about anything. Now, one thing I would just wanted to add on, um, to the exercise and what you're saying here is that a lot of guys, you know, they might say like, well, I don't know about Raggedy Ann or I don't know anything about Paris. And, and this is what I say to them. I say, it doesn't matter if you know about the topic or not. Okay. If she says something, she brings up something about Paris. Let's say you know nothing. You've never been. You don't even know where Paris is, right? That doesn't mean that you're screwed in conversation, right? I say, you just, you can at that point ask a question about it or be a little bit more inquisitive. And people like to hear questions like that. So you could say something like, you know what? I've never been to Paris before. You know, I've like, I've always wanted to go or I'm not sure if I should go. Like, what's it like there? Like, what's it like being in Paris, right? Something like that. Like a curious question about the thing yeah, that you don't interested. know about. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're not meant to know everything about everything. Because like you're not stumped if a woman says, oh, I really enjoy Krav Maga. And you're like, ah, what the hell is Krav Maga? You can say, what the hell is Krav Maga? I've never heard of that before. That sounds really interesting. What What is it? 
And then she has more space for her to explain what Krav Maga is. Oh, that's really great. Why do you like it so much? Oh, cool. That sounds like something I would want to try. I actually do a different type of exercise that's called CrossFit. Uh, have you ever heard of CrossFit? There's there's ways to expand conversation uh, always, no matter what is being thrown at you. You just have to um, start practicing and conversation will become easier. Like a lot of these things, I'm not sure if this is true for you, Trip, but, uh, I learned a lot of these skills for conversation in my improvisation classes. I was horrible at having conversation before. I didn't know how to pull information out of people. I didn't know how to keep a conversation going. So, so it's not like, you know, Trip and I are masters of communication and complete naturals. We've also well, I don't know. I'm speaking for myself. I shouldn't speak for Trip, but I've had to learn how to have conversation. I've had to learn how to not be shy. I've had to learn how to be outgoing and comfortable in my own skin. So ev- everything and everything that we're talking about uh, is totally learnable. So you know, don't doubt yourself because you may not know how to do what we're doing right now. Really start um, – congratulating yourself for listening to this podcast, first of all, and then go take the exercises that we've listed, put them to practice, use them, try them out, and you'll see how your skill set expands and that your conversation skills will thoroughly improve. Yep, exactly. And no, I mean, you're you're speaking the right things. I mean, I, I was always a little bit shy. I didn't know the first thing about conversation. No one taught me conversation cards. I actually never took any improv classes either, but I definitely recommend that any guy who's listening does do that to get better. Um, I just had to figure out ways like on my own, like, okay, how can I get better? Like, what does a conversation look like? Okay, how can I dissect that in such a way where I can actually learn it? You know, and some things, you know, I've learned in other places, some things I just had to like figure out on my own to make the best of it and make it work for me, you know, and then that's the stuff that I've been sharing here right. and on the podcast. So so yeah, we're not masters. We learn this stuff, but even better, it's almost like you kind of want to learn from people who made the mistakes. You want to learn from the people who had to figure it out because that's that's who you are right now listening. You're trying to figure it out. You know, you weren't born as a, a crazy, awesome social human being. I wasn't. Marnie said she wasn't. And a lot of people aren't. And you've taken the first step. Yeah. So. Marnie, this has been awesome. We got to do another one of these. I just love your information. I love the most how practical this stuff is and how just thorough these exercises are that guys can just use it today and start getting results. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. And I just have one more question for you. I just want to get one question from the woman herself because I can't ask this to any other guy in a couple sentences and then we'll wrap this up. Just a couple sentences. The big question on every guy's mind, what do women want? What do they want? Can you sum that up in a couple of sentences? Everything. <laughs> Diamonds. I can, I, can, I can sum it up in one word. They, they want absolutely everything. But most importantly, they want to be around a man who is comfortable in his own skin, has the ability to lead and take charge and go after what he wants. It has nothing to do with power or money. But typically, you know, when you do have the the character that I was listening before, those things also fall in or, or go hand in hand with those things. But those attributes are not what attracts women. What, what attracts women is the ability 
to um, be closer to resources to provide things like safety and security, which is what we talked about with the, you know, the big brother who's two years older um, visual of, of the way to be around women. Uh, they want men who are intelligent, who have drive. Basically, women want a man who can be a man, take action, make decisions, and make them feel safe and comfortable at the same time. Perfect. That was perfect. Guys, you heard it here from Marnie, wingirlmethod.com. Is that right? Wingirlmethod.com. Yes, it is. Go Thank check you. it out. I believe you have... I think right when you go to the website, there's like a free little report that they can get. What is it again? Yeah, it's the 10 mistakes that men uh, are constantly making with women but don't know it and how to avoid making these mistakes. I just totally screwed up that title. But basically, it's saying where you're screwing up and how to do it better the next time so that she uh, likes you, wants you, and and desires you. Yes. Go check that out, wingirlmethod.com. Marnie, thanks again for being here. You're listening to How to Talk to Girls. We'll see you on the next episode. Awesome. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.